0: Hi everyone, and welcome to the Feel Your Bowl podcast. Each week, I'm going to bring you new episodes which will inspire you to jump out of your comfort zone and ditch society's expectations of what's normal. This podcast is designed for anyone who wants to fill up their bowl in all areas of their life, whether that's physically, mentally, spiritually, or emotionally. If you're finally ready to jump on the self love train and opt out of what society expects of you, then you're in the right place. I want to bring you raw and honest conversations on mental health, relationships, navigating life in your 20s, and healing your relationship with food, exercise, and your body, and lots more. Grab a coffee, turn the volume up, and let's get started with today's episode. Thank you for tuning in, and remember what's the one thing you'll regret not doing when you're 80 years old? Now, Go do it. hi everyone welcome back to another podcast episode i'm gonna be completely honest with you i am not in the most energetic mood today but i am trying to i'm trying to get myself out of this rut that i'm currently in and i decided i'm just gonna sit down i'm gonna turn the microphone on and i'm just gonna talk to you all and hopefully it'll get me out of this rut that i am currently in but today's podcast episode i feel like is a really important topic i think i say this during every podcast episode, because every topic is important when it comes to healing your relationship with food, your body and exercise. But we're going to be discussing letting go of being the healthy one and finding your identity again in eating disorder recovery. So if you feel like you don't even know who you are beyond your eating disorder, then I want you to know that you are not alone. This is incredibly common because the eating disorder, it can be all consuming to the point where it feels like it has just become your primary identity. And it can be a really challenging journey to rediscover who you are outside of an eating disorder. I want you to know that this is a really important part of recovery. And it doesn't have to be incredibly scary. It can be fun, it can be exciting and inspiring. And it is the key to or embarking on this journey, embarking on discovering who you are outside of your eating disorder is the key to bringing joy and happiness back into your life. And so when we think back to why eating disorders start in the first place, it can be for all different types of reasons. And each person has a very different and personal experience when it comes to why their eating disorder started and it might start off innocent it might just be an innocent diet that you went on that just got out of hand and it turned into obsessive eating it might have been a way to try and regain control over your life it might be as a way to just be healthy or it might have been a way to cope with difficult emotions And so however it started for you, it might be different, but it turns into something that is so all-consuming. And to other people, it looks like, you have created this identity of being the fit one or being the healthy one. I know that I really resonate with this. Everyone knew me for being the person who would get up at 6am to go to the gym. And then the person that was going to say no to dessert when she went out for dinner because she was being good. And people congratulated me for it. People congratulated me for my motivation and told me that they were inspired by how motivated I was when it came to my health and fitness. But What they didn't know was how much I was struggling on the inside. To everyone else, it looked like I was the healthy one, but only if they knew the internal thoughts that I was having about food and exercise and my body and how my... and how my behaviors towards going to the gym and what I was going to eat or not eat, how they were not driven by motivation. None of it was motivation. It was actually driven by my eating disorder and this desire to lose weight. This desire to lose weight was so strong that it was controlling my behaviors around food and going to the gym. So to everyone else on the outside, I looked healthy. I looked fit. I looked healthy. I was living in a smaller body. And so to everyone else, I was just their inspiration to become motivated to go to the gym. People would tell me like how, how great it was that I would go to the gym at 6 a.m. and they wish they were like me. And I would just shake my head and think, oh my gosh, if only you knew, Like you, you do not want to be like me because these internal thoughts are, I, I'm like trying to think of a word, but they are crippling. They are so crippling and all-consuming, and the obsessive thoughts can just completely take over to the point where you just don't even know who you are anymore, because fitness and food has just taken over your life. I don't know about you, but being fit and obsessively monitoring my body, it had become my whole focus, and it was quite literally all I cared about. I would cancel plans so I could go to the gym. I would say no to going out for dinner because it would ruin my diet plan. I counted every single calorie that touched my lips. And before I knew it, I was obsessed. Obsessed with calories, obsessed with numbers, obsessed with weighing my food, obsessed with weighing myself, and just obsessed with going to the gym and burning off every single thing that I was eating. I had created this entire identity around being the fit and healthy one for myself. And the more people made comments, the more I felt like I had to keep going because I didn't want to let people down. I didn't want people to see me differently. I secretly, I secretly liked the fact that they thought I was so fit and healthy and I welcomed that praise because it fed my disordered thoughts. So I guess the big question here is, how do you break free from this mindset? It is not an easy process because it can feel like you are grieving a part of yourself. But one of the first steps is confronting the underlying issues that are fueling your disordered eating and exercise behaviors and addressing that distorted body image that you might have, which is also fueling your disordered eating and exercise behaviors. It might be a controlled issue, as I mentioned at the start, The underlying issue is going to be very personal to you and it's different for each person. So it's so important to get personalized help and work with someone that can really help you get to that root issue of what is fueling your disordered eating and exercise behaviors. And one of the most important things for me was to learn that my worth is not solely tied to my appearance or being the fit one and to challenge this ingrained belief and expectation that I had placed upon myself because no one else was calling me the healthy one or the fit one. They were making comments, but no one actually called me the healthy one or fit one. That was something that I had internalized, like based on what their comments were, I had internalized this belief. An expectation. I had put that expectation upon myself. No one expected me to go to the gym at 6am. No one expected me to say no to dessert. It was me. It was me that had put that expectation upon myself. So I had to challenge that. I had to challenge this ingrained belief that I had around food and exercise and what it was going to do to my body. So these internal beliefs that you might have, they are fueled by the comments that you might be getting from people in your life. So for example, people would say things to me like, Oh, Lauren won't eat dessert because she's too healthy for that. Or Lauren, you're so good for going to the gym before coming out on a walk and coffee today. I wish I had your motivation. These types of comments, they fuel disordered behaviors. So maybe you need to set boundaries with the people in your life. Maybe you need to set a boundary and ask people not to comment on your body or not to comment on your food choices and even let them in and let them know that you are trying to heal your relationship with food, exercise and your body. And these comments are just not helpful because these comments help fuel the disordered behaviors. So really recognize these comments that people are making to you and how they make you feel. Do they feel triggering to you? Because if someone had said to me, oh, Lauren won't eat dessert because she's too healthy for that, that would have triggered the fuck out of me. Like it would have triggered me so badly to the point where I'd I'd throw my hands in the air and say, no, I'm not going to eat dessert then. If that's what you think, if that's what you think of me, like, I'm not going to eat dessert because I had to stay within this persona. I had to stay within this idea that someone had of me I couldn't step outside of that because they thought I was the the fit and the healthy one I thought I was the fit and the healthy one I had labeled myself as that so I had to stay within that that arena that arena (laughs) I had to stay within the realm of being fit and healthy I couldn't step outside of that because I was too worried about what people would think of me as well so if this is something that you are resonating with, then maybe it's time to set boundaries with the people in your life. And if something does trigger you, it is triggering you because you have internalized a belief around that comment. So it requires a conscious effort to question and examine your beliefs You have to really question and examine your beliefs that you have around yourself, around food, around exercise and around your body. Start asking yourself, what are the beliefs that you have internalized and why have you held on to these beliefs? Where did these beliefs come from? Did they come from the media? Did they come from social comparisons? Did they come from comments that people have made? or past experiences. Become very aware of the internalized beliefs that you have, because that is when you can start to challenge them. You have to be aware of them first, and then you can start challenging them. And understanding the root cause of these beliefs and where they came from can really help you gain a deeper perspective and recognize that these beliefs, they might not actually be your own. They might actually be external influences that you have then internalized and you can then choose, do I want to continue believing this? Is this belief serving me? It might have served you up until now, but it might no longer be serving you and that's okay, it's okay to change your beliefs. So once you identify the beliefs and identify that they are not actually yours, you can actively work on reframing them. So you can start to challenge this notion that your worth is solely tied to your appearance or your worth is tied to being the fit one. And you can start to remind yourself that true worth, it comes from within and it comes from your unique qualities. It comes from your unique talents and it comes from who you are inside and the way that you treat others, that is where your worth comes from. Your worth has nothing to do with your appearance. And so the process of challenging these ingrained beliefs, it does require a lot of introspection, which means you need to go within, you need to start reflecting within, you need to build your self awareness and build a willingness as well to question these narratives that you have held on to for so long, this narrative of I can't eat dessert, otherwise it will make me gain weight. Who who said that? Where did that belief come from? Why do you believe that you can't eat desserts, otherwise it will make you gain weight? Because one meal or one food, one snack, it is not going to do anything drastic to your weight, to your body. We have to start looking at your overall health and looking at your diet as a whole looking at what you eat over the course of a month, two months, three months, not just one meal, Okay, so one technique that I find super helpful, which you of course know what this is, but it is journaling. So when you are reflecting, journaling is amazing. And writing down your thoughts, these beliefs that are coming up for you about yourself and exercise and food, and then any triggering situations that you encounter as well, you can write these down. And you can then objectively analyze these journal entries that you write and question the validity of the beliefs and then seek evidence to support more positive and realistic perspectives. Okay, so I'm just going to repeat that. <laughs> so you want to write down your thoughts, your beliefs, and any triggering situations that you would enc- encounter around these thoughts and beliefs. I then want you to really question the validity of the beliefs. And then seek evidence to support more positive and realistic perspectives. The perspectives that you want to believe. And then start repeating them to yourself. Start reframing your mindset so you feel inspired instead of drained by these obsessive and constant thoughts around food and your body, okay? Because part of letting go of this identity of being the fit one is finding your true self and building a new identity for yourself an identity that is based on your values, your purpose, and not what your eating disorder wants, but what you want. You want to find an identity based on what you want and not what your eating disorder wants. And one way you can do this is by exploring different interests and passions and values that go beyond your physical appearance. I want you to really step away from anything physical, And I want you to write a list of activities that align with your values, activities that bring you joy, activities that enhance connection with your family and friends and help you rediscover new hobbies. And then one by one, I want you to start engaging in these activities. You can choose one activity to engage in per week or even if you start off a bit smaller and you do every other week and then you start building upon that week by week until maybe you're doing a couple of activities per week. And you don't have to love every single activity. That is not what this is about. This is an exploration to find out what you do like. And it's about coming back to yourself. Slowly but surely, you will begin to redefine yourself and create a new identity based on your authentic self. Okay, so finding this new identity and redefining yourself is about engaging in activities that make you feel fulfilled, that make you feel joy, that make you feel purpose, that make you focus on personal growth, and nurture your mental and emotional well-being instead of the focus being on just changing your physical appearance you want to really nurture your mental and emotional well-being and spiritual well-being as well i'm a very spiritual person i don't really speak too much about that on the podcast but i am i'm definitely a very spiritual person so some example of activities that you could start doing This is a long list I've written down actually, I've got some notes and I have a long list written down here. Um, But you could start doing things like clay or pottery classes, you could go for dips in the ocean, you could just dance around your bedroom with no focus on numbers or burning calories, but just about feeling the music and having fun. You can go for coffee and a croissant with a friend. You can start writing. Maybe you want to write a book. Maybe you want to write a poet. Maybe you're incredibly creative and you need that creative outlet. Maybe you want to start volunteering or camping or engaging in random acts of kindness or reading, gardening, napping, board games, painting your nails, anything. It can be absolutely anything. Just write a really long list and just start trying everything. It's about trial and error. You're not going to love every single activity that you engage in. And that's okay because it is about learning. Learning about yourself again and finding the activities that you love and you resonate with. And I want you to surround yourself with a support system that understands and respects this journey. Tell the people you trust what you are doing and how you've been feeling. And then maybe they join along with you as well if you tell them what you're up to and maybe they want to find a new hobby. And so this is a great way of building a deeper connection with the people in your life. It is so important to have people around you who you can openly discuss your experiences with and find encouragement from. Okay, so when you redefine your identity outside of your eating disorder, it will be transformative. You will learn to like yourself for who you are and you will begin to embrace your strengths and imperfections because no one is perfect. Okay, no one is perfect. And you cannot control everything. And you cannot control everything to the point where it is going to be perfect 100% of the time. I actually, this is a big lesson that I learned this past weekend that I just can't control everything. My boyfriend and I were supposed to go on a hike for, it was a long weekend in Canada and we had this big hike planned. It was like a big 22 kilometer hike. And then he woke up not feeling too well. And I got really frustrated because I'd been looking forward to this hike for so long. And instead of taking a step back, breathing, regulating my emotions, I just acted on emotion. I got really annoyed and frustrated and angry because he was ill and he couldn't help it. He couldn't help it, but I just felt so out of control with the situation and it made me it made me annoyed and frustrated and angry and I had to really take a step back after kind of after that moment of oh my gosh I let my emotions run away with me and then I I went for a quick walk I came back and I was like okay I'm good (laughs) I'm good I've regulated my emotions and I can now tackle this with a clear mind and it was just a big lesson for myself that I just I can't control everything that happens in life. Okay, so that was a a bit of a segue there to the podcast. But anyway, I do, I want you to know that you will begin to experience a sense of freedom at some point when you do all of the work and you start engaging in different activities and finding that thing that gives you a spark and that thing that gives you purpose and meaning when you find it, you will start to experience this sense of freedom that you might not think is possible right now. But trust me, when I say that it is because recovery isn't just about healing yourself physically, it's about healing your entire self. It's not just about gaining the weight and being at a healthy weight range. It is about healing your entire being. And your eating disorder, it does not define you. Okay, and if you are currently looking to work with a coach that can provide guidance and offer an alternative perspective during your journey, I am currently taking on clients for one-to-one coaching. So if you do want to hear more about what coaching with me looks like, then I have posted a podcast episode titled What Coaching With Me Looks Like, but you can also come and send me a DM on Instagram and we can book a discovery call together to discuss your goals further. So come and send me a DM on Instagram. My Instagram name is at fillyourbowl underscore. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. I hope this podcast helped you in some way. And I will see you next week for another podcast episode. Bye.